morning, have a copy of God's Word. I want you to go to Genesis chapter 2, verse 25, and then we'll go to chapter 3, verse 7 through 10. I want to talk on this thought this morning, no more hiding. No more hiding. And I've wrestled this week with what the Lord would have me to preach. Uh, I've had this prepared for a couple of days. On Wednesday, I thought the Lord was going to lead me in a different direction, and I told them that Wednesday night. Uh, and then God put this in my heart. And even last night, I wasn't totally certain. And I'll be honest, as I stand here before you now, I'm not totally certain that this is uh, exactly where God would have me to go. But uh, this is what He's been dealing with me this week. And with His help, I'll do my best to preach what I feel like God's put in my heart. And uh, pray that it be a blessing to each of us. Genesis 2, 25. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. This is before the fall. This is before sin entered into the world. They were naked and, ashamed and were not ashamed. I can't think of anything that would be more embarrassing probably for all of us was, would to be in front of people with no clothes on. But there was a time that they were naked and not ashamed. But then you go into the next chapter, verse 7 through 10. They'd taken of the fruit that God told them not to eat. And it says, the eyes of both were opened. And they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Now, let me just say something there about that verse. Notice that he says, I was afraid because I was naked, not because I disobeyed you. I was afraid because I was naked, not because I sinned. I was naked. And so I hid my would you pray with me this morning Father uh, I need your help today I want to say everything that you'd have me to say no more no less and I ask that you open the hearts of the people to receive open their ears to hear and I pray God that in some way you would speak to all of our lives because I, I believe this message is a is one that can Deal with all of us in some way. So Father, today, hide me behind the cross. Help me to decrease so that you can increase. And God, speak through my speaking today. And minister to your people. Let us hear what you want us to hear. And Lord, for all you do, we'll give you praise and honor and glory for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. No more hiding. No more hiding. How many of you grew up playing hide and seek as a child? I can remember playing hide and seek as a child. I, and, and I have to admit, it was always more fun to hide than it was to be the one who had to do all the searching. I, I enjoyed being the one hiding. And basically the object of that game is, as long as you can remain hidden, you can win. If you can stay out of sight and keep from being found, you could win the game because sometimes if you would hide in a really difficult spot, 
the one searching for you, they'd give up, they'd call it quits, and you'd be the one who could say, I'm the victor. You wanted to remain hidden as long as possible. Now, hide and seek, it's just a game. It was a time of fun, something that we did as children to pass the time. But the truth is, even as we get old and even as we go through life, we still try to hide. Do we not? And here's the thing, it's not a game anymore. We'll try to hide our sin, our struggles, our inabilities, our frustrations, just fill in the blank. We still go through life trying to hide and cover it all. And the question is, why do we hide? Well, because our original parents, Adam and Eve, hid. They disobeyed God and they hid from Him. And that's why we still hide today. You see, we'll hide behind the mask of self-sufficiency. This is where we believe that we can live the Christian life on our own. This is where we try to live the Christian life in our own strength and power and ability. This is living by our own willpower. And we're going to show everybody that we can do it. We're going to show everybody that everything's okay. And I tell you what that kind of living does. It leads to frustration and it leads to exhaustion. But there's a lot of people who are hiding behind self-sufficiency. That I can do it. I can handle it. I can be everything God wants me to be and I can do it in my own power. Listen this morning, you cannot do it in your own power. None of us here today have made it this far because of our own strength and because we pulled ourselves up by our bootstraps. We're here because of the power of God. We're here because God has been merciful. We're here because God has been gracious. Listen, we can't save ourselves. We can't keep ourselves. And we can't live without Him. But yet we hide behind self-sufficiency. We'll hide behind the mask if everything's fine. This is where we won't be honest with ourselves. And we won't be honest with other people. This is where we don't open up about what's really going on in our lives. That we're broken, we're we're battered, we're hurting, we're torn, we're struggling. And yet we walk in with smiles on our faces. Everything's fine. We're hiding. Our marriage may be struggling, our finances may be depleted, and everything's fine. Fine, Pastor. Hiding. Have health problems. Get bad reports from the doctor. But everything's fine. We hide. Because we don't want people to know the real us. Some of it's fear of what people's going to say, what people's going to think, but a lot of it's pride. Because we're supposed to be Christian people and have it all together. Our marriages are supposed to never struggle. Our finances are supposed to never struggle. We're supposed to never get sick because Jesus provided healing. And so we keep hiding behind everything's fine. And yet on the inside you're miserable. On the inside you don't know what else you're going to do. But you keep hiding because I'm too... Scared or too proud to let anybody know what's really going on in my life. 
Now let me say something about this. I'm not saying you have to open up about everybody, to everybody, about everything going on in your life. But hear me, you do need some people you can open up to that can pray for you, encourage you, and help you walk through it. Amen? I'm not saying that we come in here and air our dirty laundry and talk about the sins we struggle with, but there, are, there needs to be somebody in your life that you can talk about what you struggle with. We make each other better. But what we do, we keep hiding. Everything's fine. But do you realize, as long as you keep hiding, God can't heal? As long as you keep hiding, God can't help? Because here's the thing, you couldn't be saved until you acknowledged, I'm lost. And even though we're saved now and we have things in our life, we still keep hiding and wonder why God's not moving. Sometimes it's because we're still trying to hide. And we just need to say, God, here it is. Help. In our text, Adam and Eve, they had intimate fellowship with each other. They enjoyed being with each other. They had fellowship with God. After they rebelled against God, after they disobeyed what God told them not to do, the text tells us they were ashamed at their nakedness. They lost their innocence. And now they're trying to cover themselves up. They didn't want to be exposed in front of each other any longer. And they definitely didn't want to be exposed in front of God. And so they hid. And as I said, we're still hiding today. But I say again, as long as you keep hiding, you can't be helped and you can't be healed. It's time to come out of hiding and let God help us. Amen? I'm going to give you two thoughts today. Two quick points. Number one is this. We can't hide from God. Do you understand that? We can't hide from God. The text tells us that Adam and Eve hid. They sewed fig leaves together to try to cover their nakedness and they hid among the trees trying to stay away from the presence of God so they hid. H.C. Leupold in his commentary said this, here's one of the saddest anticlimaxes of history. They eat, they expect marvelous results, they wait, and there grows on them the sense of shame. You see, they thought their lives were going to be better, but instead they lost their innocence, they're overcome with guilt, overcome with shame, and they attempt to hide from God. Satan promised them, hey, you're going to know good from evil, you're going to be like God, and yet they didn't get any better. Now they're trying to hide from God where they once walked with God and commune with God. You see, our human tendency is to hide, to cover up everything as quickly as possible. And that can be our sin, our struggles, our sorrow, whatever it is, our frustrations, our disappointment. When anything in life is not as we want it to be, our tendency is to hide and cover it up. Now, let me just ask you this morning, how would you feel if you were in a room of people and suddenly there was a screen up and it began to flash scenes from your thought, thought life? What if some of the foolish choices of your past were also projected on that screen? 
What if the screen portrayed the times you lied or used other people and indulged your sinful desires even though you knew it was wrong? What would your first instinct be? You'd want to hide. You'd want to cover your face. You'd want to slip down out of your chair. You'd want to run away. That's what happened to Adam and Eve. They disobeyed God and they hid. But notice God comes asking, Where are you? Now here's the thing, when God asks a question, He's not trying to gain information. When God asks a question, God's not trying to figure things out. God already knows the answer. You see, God hadn't lost sight of Adam. He didn't lose sight of where Eve was. He knew exactly where they were. In fact, He knew what they were going to do before they did it. But he comes asking, where are you? Why? Because he wanted Adam to think about where Adam was. He wanted Adam to realize his condition. He wanted Adam to realize that he was lost. He wanted Adam to know, Adam, you're lost and I've come to find you. And so here's the thing. God is all-knowing and always present. You see, God never has to learn anything because He already knows everything and He never has to arrive anywhere because He's everywhere. Let me say that again. He never has to learn anything because He already knows everything and He doesn't have to arrive anywhere because He's already everywhere. You see, God doesn't have to sit down with a book and study to get more knowledge. He already knows. He doesn't have to learn like we learn. He already knows everything. He's omniscient, all-knowing. And so Adam and Eve, they may have thought, hey, we're hiding from God. Well, they weren't actually hiding from God. God knew they were over there in them bushes shaking. He knew they were over there trying to cover themselves up. God knew exactly where they were. And here's the thing. We may think we're doing a good job at hiding from God, but He knows where we are. He knows what we've done in the past, and He knows what we're doing presently. He knows our frustrations. He knows us in and out. Everything there is to know about us. He knows what we're experiencing in life. And let me just say this about prayer. When you pray, you're not giving God new information. When you pray, you're not making God aware of what you're going through. When you, when you pray, you're not giving an update. God, this is what's going on this week. Listen, God already knows. Listen to these verses, Psalm 139, 2 and 3. You know when I sit down or stand up, you know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. Then look at verses 7 through 10. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you were there. If I go down to the grave, you were there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. You can't get away from God. Hide as good as you want to hide, but you can't get away from God. Hebrews 4.13, Nothing in all creation is hidden from God. Everything is naked and exposed before His eyes. And He is the one to whom we are accountable. Nothing, hear me, nothing is hidden from God. There's nothing that He doesn't see. There's nothing that He doesn't know. There's nothing that gets past Him. We can't escape from Him. And so we might hide our sins, we might hide our struggles, we might hide our frustrations, our sickness, our pain, our problems from everybody else, but you can't hide any of those things from God. It's foolish 
even humorous to think that we can hide anything from an all-seeing, all-knowing God. We can't hide from God. I want to ask you a question this morning. What are you trying to hide from God that you can't hide from Him? Because you're not hiding. But here's the second point I want to give you. And this is where I really want to drill down for a few moments. We can't hide from God, but we don't have to hide from God. That's a good place to say amen. I don't have to hide from Him. Amen. I don't have to run away. I don't have to try to cover it up. I don't have to try to escape. And that's what amazes me. Is that Adam is afraid because he's naked and he knows God's in the garden walking around. Listen, God had never given them any reason whatsoever to be afraid. Think about it. All God had told them to do was don't eat of that water. God gave them boundaries. Why? He wanted to protect them. But all of a sudden, now that guilt and shame has overcome Adam, he is afraid of the one he wants to walk closely with. We don't have to hide from God. We see in the text that God sought Adam. Adam didn't deserve to be found. Adam didn't deserve to be forgiven. He had deliberately disobeyed God. The Bible tells us that Eve was deceived. But Adam sinned with his eyes wide open. He knew what he shouldn't do. And he deliberately did it. But God came looking. Adam... Where are you? Here's what amazes me about this. You see the grace of God. Because even though God knew what Adam did, God still came for Adam. He knew Adam's trying to hide and cover it up, but yet he says, I'm still going to go to Adam. And here's the thing. God knows what you and I do. He knows what we try to cover up. He knows what we try to hide. And yet God still comes and says, Hey, where are you? Because God doesn't want us to be afraid of Him. You see, that's the question I had to wrestle with this week as I looked at this text. Why did God come looking for them? He wanted to show Adam and He wanted to show us that, hey, you don't have to run away from me just because you've blown it, just because you failed, just because you've messed up. You don't have to hide, but you can come to me and I'll receive you. You see, God didn't have to come to Adam and Eve He could have let them stay there and cower in fear behind the bushes. But He showed up with grace. He didn't scold them. He didn't come with a lecture saying, Adam, you really blew it this time. That's not what He did. He didn't come with a heavy hand. He came looking, Adam, where are you? And He came... As I mentioned, showing we don't have to run from God. See, here's the thing I've found out about God. God doesn't run away from us because of our sins, failures, and problems. But we often run away from Him. 
Here's the thing. We can blow it terribly. But God's not running away from you. But we'll run away from Him. And we'll hide because that seems, that's just our natural instinct. I failed. i got to hide. And what we ought to do is just run to Him. We have pain in our body. We have struggles in our home, but we've got to hide it all. Keep it in. And run from the very one who can help us. You see, here's what it comes down to. It comes down to our view of God. You see, how you see Him determines how you respond to Him. Amen? If you see God as mean, if you see Him as cruel, if you see Him as harsh, you know what you're going to do? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to hide. Especially when it comes to my sin. Because if God's out to zap me, if God's out to get me when I mess up, I'm going to hide. But if you see God as loving and gracious and merciful, you can come out of hiding and say, God, here I am. I have nothing to hide anymore. But here I am. And when you do that, God's grace can go to work in your life. Why did Adam hide? I mentioned it. He was afraid. And that's what we do. We, I don't understand why we as believers, and here's the thing, if you grow up like I did, you, 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 yeah, you were scared of God. And I'm not talking about a reverential fear. You were scared that God, if you messed up, if you stepped off the line in any way, God was going to get you. Anybody else can relate to that? Some of you can't. You didn't grow up Pentecostal. You didn't grow up Church of God like I did. But some of you, if you stepped off the line one bit, God's going to knock you back in line. God's going to get you. That's a bad way to see God. Mess up in any way that that God washes His hands of me and He's done with me. And you live in this fear. And here's the thing. Fear don't come from God. So the fear I experienced and the fear some of you experienced, it wasn't healthy fear. It wasn't a godly fear. So we kept things to ourselves. We try to hide those things from everybody else. I'm not going to let anybody into my life because right. I'm going to do my best to somehow keep it from God, which is foolish because you ain't, you ain't keeping it from Him. But here's the point I want to make. Adam had to come out from those bushes. When God called, Adam had to come out from those bushes. Adam had to say, God, I'm not going to hide anymore. Even though he wasn't actually hiding, he had to say, God, here I am. And here's the thing. If we want the help we need, you've got to stop hiding. And that comes with your sin, your struggles, whatever's going on in your life. You've got to get to a place where you come confront God say, God, I'm not going to hide anymore. 
but you also open up to somebody else. Listen, God never intended anybody in this place to fight what they're going through to fight it alone. Preacher, I can't air my personal stuff to nobody. God never intended us to go through this alone. And again, you don't tell everybody. Because some people's going to tell your news to everybody else. You've got to know who you can trust. There's things I'll take with me to my grave or I'll take with me to heaven that's been told to me through my years of ministry. We've got to stop hiding, church. Because here's the thing, some of you want help, you want victory, you want to overcome things, you want to see God move, but you keep hiding. Everything's fine. Everything's okay. Here's the thing, when Adam and Eve came out of hiding, God covered them. Genesis chapter 3.21 and the Lord God made for Adam and for his wife garments of skins and clothed them. Here's the thing. Whatever you expose to God, God covers with grace. Whatever you give to God, whatever you uncover to God, God, ex- God covers it with grace. Listen, I want God to cover my life with grace. Amen? How many of you want your life to be covered with the grace of God? You can't keep hiding. Because here's the thing, you can't cover it yourself. Adam and Eve tried. Fig leaves couldn't work. They needed the grace of God. And we need the grace of God. But we can't hide. When we stop hiding... I believe God will heal, He'll forgive, He'll deliver, and He'll cleanse. The Bible tells us in 1 John 1, 9 that if we confess our sin, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Listen, you'll never succeed trying to cover it up. You'll never succeed trying to hide everything in your life. We've got to get it out in the open. Confess it to God. Say, God, I'm, I'm tired of hiding. Whether it's sin, whether it's struggles, whether it's whatever, just God, I want, I want this to be given to you. In closing, what are you trying to hide from God that you aren't really hiding? What are you trying to hide from God that you aren't really hiding? Is it some sin in your life? Is it some struggle that you have? Is there problems that you're wanting to keep from God? You're not keeping any of it from Him. He knows. God's calling out to you. If God's calling out to me, we've got to say, God, here I am. Listen to these verses. I shared these Wednesday night. 
at the end of the service. He says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in my life that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. If you're willing to pray those two verses, God will show you what you've been hiding. Search me, God. Know my heart. And here's the thing, most of us don't want to pray like that because we're afraid of what God might show us, what God might say. Because here's the thing, some of you, if you begin to pray that right there, God's going to show you that you're living in fear. Here's the term we use for it, I'm just overly concerned. No, it's, it's fear. I'm concerned. No, God might say, no, you're, you're, you're worried. You're stressed. You're anxiety. So we don't, we, don't, we don't pray, God search me. We don't pray, point out anything that offends you. Because we don't want what God's going to show us. And so we'll keep sweeping things under the rug. We'll keep putting things in the dark corners of our heart. But you pray that right there. You can't hide anymore. You pray those verses right there and all of a sudden God starts showing you your jealousy, your greed, your fear, your worry. Everything that you've tried to keep. Everybody else from knowing tried to keep Him from knowing. You say, God, point it out. Search me. And God begins to peel back the layers and God says, this is what you've been trying to keep. Those pet struggles, those pet sins that we try to hold on to. We'll, forget, we'll get everything else up but hold, hold on to one thing. Search me, oh God. And God says, that's got to go. And here's the thing. Then you've got to do something. Because when God shows you, you've got to do something. You've you got to say, God, I want to I want to overcome this. You've got to confess it to Him. And confession simply means you have to say the same thing as God says about it. That God, this is sin. This is against your word. Help me to overcome it. I've got more that I could say here about confession. Let me just say this. When, Paul, when John talks about confessing our sins and receiving forgiveness and cleansing, and cleansing he, he doesn't say ask God to forgive you, does he? He says confess your sins and God will forgive you. You see, we get tore up about our sin and we get, we get all bit out of shape and we, we go to God and God, I'm sorry, God, forgive me of anything here. But we don't actually confess it. And that's not what John said you do for forgiveness. He didn't say you can ask for forgiveness. He said confess your sin. And God's faithful to forgive. That means you go to God and when God puts His finger on your pride, you say, God, I'm, I, I'm a proud person. It, it breaks your word. It goes against your nature. Cleanse me of this and help me overcome it. When you do that, guess what? You're forgiven. But you didn't ask for forgiveness. John didn't tell me to ask for forgiveness. He told me to confess my sin. I call it what God calls it. I say, God, I'm, I've sinned. I've lied. I've lusted. Whatever it is. God, I've done this. This breaks your word. Give me strength to overcome it. That's how you deal with your struggles. That's how you deal with your sin. 
And when you do that, God forgives and God cleanses. Not being all bent out of shape about what you did and saying, God, oh, oh, please have mercy. Please forgive. Because most of us don't ever confess anything specific anyway. Just God, I've said anything, thought anything, done anything, just forgive me. And then we still go around, around wondering why we feel miserable. Because you didn't confess your sin. It's still in there and it's still being hit and it hadn't been dealt with. Now, are there going to be things that we miss from time to time when it comes to confession? Absolutely. We don't confess things immediately. Sometimes we forget. First John 1 John 1.9, let me say this. It's not about salvation. It's about fellowship with God. Because First John 1 John 1.7 talks about if we walk in the light, He's in the light. The blood of Jesus Christ has cleansed us from all sin. Listen, when you walk in the light, you're already cleansed from sin. But practical day-to-day living. Confess sin. If you want intimacy with God. Fellowship with God. I've got to close. But I want to say to us this morning, we need to stop hiding. We need to stop acting as everything's okay when it's not okay. And we need to be honest with God, honest with ourselves, and at times honest with other people. Because we need each other. You never know what people are going through as they sit there on the pew next to you. And they need somebody that can minister to them, that can help them. But here's the thing, this needs to be a place where people don't feel like they have to hide. That was a good place to say amen. This needs to be a place where people don't feel like they have to hide. I don't want people to show up and feel like I've got to hide. That I've got to pretend. I want this to be a place where people can say, hey, I'm struggling. And I just need prayer. And sometimes that's all you have to do. You don't have to tell what it is you're struggling with. Just, just I'm struggling. And I need prayer. But we don't even do that anymore. Why do you think many times I call everybody to the altar at once? Because if I call individuals, people ain't going to come. But if I can get everybody down here and we all begin to pray together, all of a sudden, as we begin to pray together, then you start saying, is there anybody who needs special prayer or specific prayer? People are more open. Stand with me.